staying in here with me. It is going to be in the book of Acts this morning, Acts chapter 2. This is part two of a message we began last week entitled, The Fullness of the Holy Spirit. The Lord can teach us and the Lord can show us great truths in the Word. The Spirit of truth was sent to us to be able to guide us into all truth. That means there's more truth for our feet to step into. And that means that sometimes the Lord has to change our mind about some things that we thought before. That's a part of the growing process. Amen. You all know what I'm talking about because when you began to hear the message of the cross, that changed a lot of things that you used to believe. And it will continue to do so. The Holy Spirit will continue to do that. It Look. Moses came out of Egypt overnight, but it took a long time to get Egypt out of him. We came out of a lot of false stuff, but I promise you the Lord's still getting it out of me. He's still getting it out of us. And, and, and just so many things that he's able to now teach us and show us with clarity because he has brought us to the place that we look upon. And through that which he delivers us unto always, we see with much more clarity. He delivers us always to the death of Jesus so that we might see with the vision he gave us when we first believed upon Jesus. And as long as we keep looking at what he delivers us unto, then he will be able to guide us into more truth. More truth I need. More truth means more liberty. I've been liberated from the direction of hell, but I still need to be liberated from me. I need to be free more today of me than I was yesterday. Amen. And he will do that as long as you desire that and allow him to do that. He is a gentleman. He will not drag you to the finish line. You will run or you will not make it. You will run the race. You will fight the fight or you will not make it. That's Bible. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, this is part 2 of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And today we will deal a little bit with being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. There is no need in a Christian not being full of the Holy Spirit. There is no need in that. Matter of fact, the need is the opposite of that. The need is to be filled. Amen. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. On the day of Pentecost, and let me 
remind you of what I said last week. Pentecost is all about the law. That's what Pentecost is all about. You've never heard that. I've never heard that. But the Lord is telling us that now. Pentecost in his eyes is all about law. The old Pentecost, old covenant Pentecost, was God giving Moses the law on Mount Sinai. The new covenant fulfillment of true and final Pentecost was God giving us the new law. The law of the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. For that is when the new law was set in motion. It was established on Calvary's cross, but it was offered on Pentecost. The promise of the Father, the gift of the Spirit, to be full of the Spirit so that we don't have to be full of ourselves. It's only when you begin to hear the message of the cross that you realize just how full of you you've been and how full of the Spirit you need to be. You need to be full of the Holy Spirit. I have a bottle of water there. We'll get to the Bible verse here in a minute. This, this, this thing here, not full, is it? But if it was full, if it was full, completely full, you couldn't touch it. If you touched it, what was it was full of would come out. That's why you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. So when this world touches you in a way, he comes, he responds. You need to be full of the Holy Spirit. That means what it says, full of the Holy Spirit. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be in the mission of the Holy Spirit, which is to preach Christ. So don't forget, Pentecost is about law. The new covenant, Pentecost, brought the new covenant in because it had already been paid for at the cross. But Pentecost ushered in the promise of the Father. Now the Holy Spirit has come and He's not leaving. He's not coming and go. We come and go in and out of the Spirit. We come and we walk after the Spirit and then we don't walk after the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has come and He indwells us and He's not leaving. He's with you. No matter how you're acting, He's with you. That should convict us. Amen. But we are to be full of the Holy Spirit. Full. That means full. You know what that means? That means when somebody starts talking to you on spiritual terms, you take them right to where the Holy Spirit, who you're full of, is pointing you to, which is Christ crucified. Doesn't matter if they want to talk about prayer. You're going to talk about we, we pray to the Father in Jesus' name. His name means Savior, and he saved us at Calvary. 
It doesn't matter if they talk about how you raise your kids. What are you doing with your kids? How you raise them up? Well, you raise them up. The Bible says you train them up in the way they should go. His name is Jesus and his way is the cross. You can't escape it. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you'll be pointing people to what he's pointing you to. Always. Not sometimes. Always. You don't point them to a church. You point them to what he's pointing you to. You don't point them to a preacher. You point them to what he's pointing you to. Do you know what he's pointing you to this morning? There's never a moment in your life that Jesus is not delivering you. The Holy Spirit is not delivering you under the death of Jesus. There's never a moment, never a moment in your life that the Holy Spirit is not delivering you under the death of Jesus. Never a moment. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells me that in 2 Corinthians 4.11. Because only as I'm beholding that glorious image can I be being changed into that glorious image by the Spirit of God. Everybody know you got to be filled. You're supposed to be filled. And everybody knows you don't just stay filled. you got to be being filled and filled. Amen. You got to be being filled. You got to live filled. Amen. That old car you're driving, if you don't pull over and fill it up every once in a while, you're going to be walking. Same thing in the Spirit. If you're not full of the Holy Spirit, well, the simple way to put this is you need to be full of the Holy Spirit because if you're not, you're going to be full of you. Let's look in the book of Acts this morning, chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, there's many things you can read in the book of Acts and that's where you need to be reading. And let me say this, do not read behind commentary writers who are saying that what's written in the book of Acts stopped in that day. Those men are just talking out of the traditional hearts that they have. And Jesus taught, Jesus taught that tradition can make the word of God of none effect to you. We have Bibles. We believe what's written in the Bible. We believe that what's written in the book of Acts is the picture of how the church is supposed to live and move and have its being. And they were full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8 verse 14. And when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And this is the being filled. This is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Because if you've received the word of God, and you notice they didn't preach the gospel to them, you saw it, right? Let's read it again. They were already believers, but they weren't filled. Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus and believed upon him, but he wasn't filled. Amen. You can be saved and on your way to heaven and not filled, but according to the Bible, you're supposed to be filled. Now, 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 now we shouldn't go start our own denominations and all that garbage.
I said we shouldn't go start our own denominations. We should just preach the Bible. Let the Lord do what he does. You don't call me Pentecostal. You don't call me Baptist. You call me what the Bible calls me, and the Bible don't call me none of that. Call me determined. Call me justified. Call me redeemed. Call me what the Bible... Don't call me this mess men want to call each other today. I believe in the Pentecostal way. I believe in the filling of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues, and I believe all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still in the church today. But don't call me what men call each other. Call me what God calls me in the Bible. People have a hard time dealing with churches like ours. Y'all just want to talk about the cross all the time, but you claim you're full of the Holy Ghost. Well, that's what New Testament's about. Being full of the Holy Ghost and preaching Christ. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down prayed for them that they might... What'd they do? What'd they do for them? They didn't get them up against the wall over and shake them all over. Slap them upside the head. They didn't roll all around them. They didn't do a bunch of stuff. They prayed for them. I said he's still getting that junk out of us. You hear me? Makes me sick, first of all, that I was ever seduced and involved in all that mess. Now to even view it makes me sick. They prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus, you saved. But they weren't filled. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. The Bible's clear. If you ever believe upon Christ, you receive the Spirit right then. The moment you believe in Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is believe upon the name of Jesus, call on the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. And you can't be saved if the Spirit's not in you. But because you are saved, he is in you. The Bible says you're the temple of the living God. You're the temple of the living God. But you need to be filled with the spirit of the living God. Hmm. Watch now. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Now let me say something here. Simon saw something. Simon didn't view some folks getting prayed for and hands laid on them and nothing happened. If it would nothing, nothing happened, he wouldn't have pulled his wallet out and said, hey, how much I got to pay to be able to do that? He saw something. We know what he saw. We know he, he saw is what he heard. Because nobody has ever been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit that didn't speak in other tongues. Nobody ever. You might have a high, you might have this experience with the Holy Spirit, but you're not filled unless you spoke with tongues. That's New Testament. That's the book of Acts. 
I don't care what your granddaddy told you. We got a Bible, hallelujah. I wish granddaddy would have had one. Wish he'd have read it. Nobody's ever been filled with the Spirit that didn't speak in other tongues when they were filled. You won't find anywhere in the New Testament. Some told me one man said, well, Paul didn't speak in tongues when he got filled. The Bible don't say that. The Bible says, Paul says later, I speak in more tongues than all y'all. And let me just break it to you this morning. The gift is not tongues. It's the Holy Spirit. Tongues is just a manifest evidence that you have been filled, and we'll see that in the Word today. You need to be filled. This ain't about being a part of a, uh, this kind of movement or that. This is a, about being an active part of a, the church according to the Word of God. Amen. We're spirit-filled believers. Now, we don't act like a, what the church today calls spirit-filled a lot of times. Because God brought us out of all of that. And if y'all want to go back, well, I'll be here when you get slapped a few more times. Sometimes it takes some folks slapped around a little more than others. But I've been slapped around by my flesh and the enemy too long. Simon said in verse 19, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Spirit. A lot of that going on in the church today too. All this money stuff. But Peter said unto him, you perish with your money. Your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God, what, what, what? The gift of God. He don't, what do he call it? The gift of God. You thought the gift of God may be purchased with money. You ain't buying nothing from God. Not with, not with money anyway. You're told to come and buy, but it's free. It's free, hallelujah. Jesus already paid for it, amen? So, and, and I just read that particular scripture. There's about... Uh, there's several more that you can, in the book of Acts, you can go through, and I'm going to just give you an assignment as a pastor for you to do that. Especially if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. People who are filled with the Holy Spirit, been baptized with the Holy Spirit, they're not better than anybody. This is not some exalted thing. This is actually a place where we just trust God for what the Bible offers us, what Jesus is offering us to be able to have. Doesn't make us better than anybody. And we need to remember that. Now let's turn, if we can, to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. And let's start in verse 34. I'm not going to read this entire story. But you know, before we start reading, this is Peter's already had a vision. Everybody knows about Peter's vision. Peter was a devout Jew. He wouldn't eat this. He wouldn't eat that. It was unclean. And that's the way it was for Jewish folk. They couldn't eat this. They couldn't eat that. It was unclean. And God gave him a vision. And at the end of the story, he's telling Peter, 
don't you be calling anything unclean that I've called clean. And at the same time, Peter's having this vision being told that you're to go to this man, Cornelius' house. Cornelius is having also a visitation. And he's told that one who's called Peter is coming to visit him. Because Cornelius was a good man in the world's eyes. But there ain't nothing good in God's eyes if it ain't Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the only good God has ever seen on this earth. At least, at least since the fall of man. The only good thing God has ever seen is Jesus Christ. There is nothing good outside of him. So this Cornelius was a, one of these men who gave alms and he, he did all these things that had this appearance of him being a good man who feared God, but he was lost. If he'd have died and all that, he'd have went to hell. But see, the Lord sees the hearts. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you've been through in your life. God sees the heart that he knows will believe if offered the gospel. You know the story of a whole island full of whoever living on that island back in that day, and God allowed Paul to be shipwrecked, freezing half to death, floating to the island on a plank of wood, ends up getting snake bit, all for the sake of a people on that island that Paul didn't even know was there who were believing in all sorts of false gods, even claimed Paul was a god when he didn't die when the snake bit him, but it opened the door wide open. All that hardship that Paul went through was so the Lord could save an entire island of people that he knows about. He knows about. He found you. And he knows wherever person is today. He knew about Cornelius. Cornelius wanted what was right, but he didn't know about how to go to get it. There's people out there who want to do right, but they don't know how. And that involves lost and saved. You remember when you were a Christian and you didn't know how to live for God. God found you again. He found you again. And he revealed to you how to live for him. How to please him. Verse 34, Then Peter, here being in Cornelius' house with those traveling with him, says, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that fears God and works righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel. Now, now, Peter, hear me now. Peter is preaching the gospel. He's full of the Holy Spirit. And he's sent. If you get full of the Holy Spirit, that's when you're going to see possible dreams and visions. That's when the gifts the Lord has called you to walk in are going to begin to manifest. Not until then. Not until then. 
The word which God sent unto the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hanged on a tree. He's preaching the cross. Him. God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Now he's preaching to Cornelius here. He's preaching to Cornelius' whole house here. He's full of the Spirit, and he's talking about Jesus. That's what people who are full of the Spirit are talking about. They're not talking about their denomination or their preacher or their this or that. People who are full are talking about Jesus. That's what they're talking about. Hmm. Verse 40, Him God raised up the third day and showed Him openly. Not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. And that's what's happening here. Obedience to what he was told to do. And to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive forgiveness of sins. Watch now. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word. They weren't praying for them. He was preaching the gospel. Mm. And they of the circumcision, that means the Jewish Christians, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, all of them that came with Peter were blown away. Why? Look at the rest of verse 45. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. How did they know? How did they know they were watching? They heard Peter preaching the gospel, and yet they saw these Gentiles, Cornelius and his whole house, the Spirit of God begin to rest on them and feel them. How did they know that? Look at verse 46, because they heard them speak with tongues. You see it's in your Bible. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any, ba any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Spirit as well as we? Now notice this. For all those out there teaching, you got to be water baptized to be saved. It's third in the line up here. 
They were born again, filled with the Spirit of God, and then Peter's talking about where are we going to baptize them in the water. You ain't water baptizing your way into Christ, but you sure can believe your way into him. When you hear the gospel, and this just happens to be this just happens to be an, one example. See, because the Lord wants you filled. And you might not have got filled when you got saved. Most people don't today. But they did. That means you can. Paul didn't get filled when he got saved. But he did get filled. Three days. Three days later, he got filled. God forbid you wait as many years as I waited to get filled. That you be trapped in some denominational setting of men's tradition and men's twist on the word like we were in. I didn't know anything. I never heard of nothing called being filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. I never heard of speaking in tongues. And the first time I heard it, I said, y'all need to get me out of here. And it was simply because of not me being stupid, but me being ignorant of God's Word. Ignorance, ignorance will hinder your experience with God. What you don't know will kill you. There's no need for a Christian to live their entire Christian life really even a day of it without being full of the Holy Spirit. Now the problem among Pentecost folks is that they've made it all about the tongues. Let's look at verse 45. And they of the circumcision, these Jewish Christians, which are were believers as well, were astonished as many as came with Peter, all of them, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. The focus is not tongues. That's not the gift. That's the evidence that you've been filled. That you've been filled. And I won't get into this this morning because I don't have it in my spirit yet like I need it. But what part of you, after you're a Christian, do you think is filled? Well, it's not your flesh and it's not your body. So what part of you, after you're already saved, needs to be filled? Mm-hmm. Now you go home and think on that. You need to. You need to be filled. You need to be filled. The early church got refilled and refilled. I believe it's Acts 4 that talks about they were in one place. They were praying. They were being persecuted. But they were saying, Lord, give us boldness to declare thy word. And it says the, the temples of the place, the, po, the columns or whatever it called, the pillars of the place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. 
I don't want to get together in a meeting and act like I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit when I'm not at church, while I am at church, while I'm at home. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. There's never a moment that you don't have to be full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let me say it again. You're not full of the Holy Spirit. You've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit if you've never spoken in other tongues. That is the evidence. The gift is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the reality of it. That's the Bible. Some people, they, they believe it, or they say they believe it, but they don't understand that being filled with the Holy Spirit also requires a yielding. You have to yield to this truth. Just like when you were saved, you, you had to yield to the truth of Christ crucified to save you from your sins, to reserve for you a place in heaven. Well, you also have to believe this to be filled. I remember when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember we lived out in the woods out here, outside of town out here, and I was on fire, man. I was on fire. I didn't ever hear about none of this stuff. And, and really, uh, the first time I ever heard anything about anything to do with this, I was at work, and one of my black uh, friends, he was a preacher, he's a pastor of a church, and, and we were gathered in a circle praying for somebody, and I was holding his hands, his hand, and, 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 and he went to... He went to talking something. I'm like, what in the world? I looked with one eye up at him. I'm like, what? Who can understand that? I didn't know he spoke other languages. And I come to, I, so I went and got in my Bible. That's where I go. I go get in my Bible. And I begin to see this was in the Bible. But the gift is the Holy Spirit. And the gift is being full of the Holy Spirit. And too, 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 for too long, we as Spirit-filled believers, we've made the initial evidence, we've turned that into the whole journey. Have we not? Have we not turned the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues when we were filled to just like, that's the journey now. That's all we do. We just get together and we speak in other tongues. And I don't have time to teach on it, but there's a difference between praying in the Spirit and praying with the Spirit, that being your Spirit. Maybe we'll get into that later. But it's God's will for you to be full of the Holy Spirit. Full. I can't help it, you mama. Daddy don't know it. Mine don't either. My daddy died not wanting to know anything about it. My mama's still alive. She'd be 83 this year. She don't want to know nothing about it. I still love her. But she's forfeiting much, much. God still loves her. God will still show her mercy. God will still give her grace. She's not outside that. But she is outside of where she could be if you're not filled. That's just reality. If you're filled and the power of God, you have been immersed and you have the power of God, what are you if you have not, if you're not full? You need the power. It's not to live a saved life. It's for ministry. 
It's for what we, so you can experience what Peter was doing, preaching Christ. You can preach Christ. You can preach Christ before you feel with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Paul immediately preached Christ. Well, that was after his eye blinders fell off, wasn't it? He was full of the Holy Ghost, so correction there. I promise you, if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be preaching the traditions of men. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, if you're full of the Holy I didn't say if you ever got filled, if you are now. Filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to be pointing people to what the Holy Spirit's pointing you to every moment, and that's the cross. We're not going to waste time telling stories about world history. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to spend our time properly pointing people. I said if you're full, you can have been filled and not be full. I'm speaking from experience. But you can be filled, and you need to be filled. You have the opportunity to be filled. Amen. Do you want to be filled? See, that wasn't too exciting there. Now, here's where the, here's where the church is right here now. I'm just giving you the truths in the Word. But you get some dude comes in here, and he's putting on a show and entertaining you so you'll think he's full. And then whatever that is will get on you and you'll think you're full. By the time you get out in the car, you'll be telling your wife, shut up! Because there's a lot of entertainment of men. I said if you're full, you'll, you'll be talking about Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people who aren't saved think they're saved. And there's a lot of people who are saved who really still are all about themselves. I know I speak from experience. You can be all about yourself as a Christian. Well, at least I go to church. Ain't that enough? Let me tell you something about it. And there's other stories I want you to read. Go read the book of Acts. There's some folks walking down old dusty road, and Paul said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we ain't heard of such. He prayed for them. But I may feel right there. Didn't need no week-long theological study on the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And these folk in Cornelius' house didn't need to hear about nothing, didn't need people praying in tongues around them. The power of the gospel. Now, is there anything wrong with that? Probably not. But the power is in the gospel. The promise of the Father, the Spirit, and the fullness of the Spirit is because of the gospel. The gospel is always the focus. If you're trying to preach the baptism with the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, without pointing people to Calvary, you're in grave error. 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 Our legacy is not Pentecost. It's the cross. Our inheritance is because of the cross. Everything on the, this side of the cross is a benefit of the cross. That's why God said you're not to boast in anything but the cross. You start boasting in your tongues, boasting in your Pentecost, boasting in your denomination. You ain't got no fire, honey. That's gone. Because the fire is the fire that kindles from Calvary's tree. 
And I want to be full. I want to stay full. I need to be filled every day. I need to be filled every day. I'm not filled just because I do something. I'm filled if I believe the right thing. If you're a Christian and you want to be filled, he'll fill you. I know church, we were in churches where if you didn't, if you weren't filled with the Spirit speaking in tongues, you couldn't even sing on the platform. You, 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 you couldn't be in any kind of nothing but a chair. You remember that? I mean, they come out to our house because they just saw us. You know, we was all just this young, pretty young couple. Oh, we, we, boy, we could really use them, but they, they not full of the Holy Spirit. They, they come out to our house trying to force something on us. We don't do that here. It's an option. But you do have to believe in it if you're going to be a part of something here. If you don't believe in it, then, my Lord, what, 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 what you going to do? You got to be seeking it. I remember sitting on that bar stool in my house, and then about five or six of them showed up at our house, and people we was going to church with, and they want, man, if y'all going to be in leadership, you, you got to be full of the Holy Spirit. I said, okay. But I was like, that's going to be on our time now. I need to know about this. I need to learn about this. And that's why we're here this morning. That's, that's what this meeting's about this morning. I had no idea, and there ain't nothing to this anyway, but just a coincidence because there ain't no power in a day, week, month, or year. But Andrew talk, told me last night, he said, Did you, you're preaching on what you're preaching on. Did you know that next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday? I said, well, no. The other day is Pentecost Day. But you watch what I say. There will be people all over the world, especially this country, next weekend because it's Pentecost Sunday. Y'all show up next Sunday. Y'all know what I'm going to be preaching? That Bible in the light of the cross of Jesus Christ. The Lord wants to fill His church. He wants to show them the gifts that He has for them. Most of those gifts won't ever be functioned in until you let the Lord fill you with His Spirit. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. And again, the, the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is not for living in victory. That's proved out in the Bible. Peter was full, full, Paul was full, and they all did dumb stuff. They made major mistakes. And, and, and when they did, the answer was never to be filled again. The answer was to reach back and touch what Christ did for you at Calvary. See, the, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, being full of the Holy Spirit, that's, that's going to cause a whole lot of damage without the focus of Calvary. 
whole lot of heartbreak. A lot of people have quit and gone home because there's just too much contradiction in all that. Too much contradiction. There will always be contradiction where there's confusion. And there will always be confusion when the Scriptures are not being seen through Calvary. Now see, this church is one of few in the land today. Very few in the land today. That's not an elitist attitude. That's a reality. This local church is one of the few that exist across the land that understand a little bit about Pentecost or being filled with the Holy Spirit and a little bit about the cross. And that when you start trying to separate them, you're separating people. And we're supposed to be one. But when our boast begins to be placed in the wrong thing, even though it might be something we have, something we've been given, it's still forbid by God to be boasting in it. The boast is in Calvary. The boast is in what He delivers you unto every moment of your life. You thought the Old Testament saints, it was rougher for them because they had blood, 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 blood. Under grace, there's much more requirements. To whom much is given, much is... And God giving His Son is much more than He ever gave. And much is required. So that's why He always, the Holy Spirit always turns us over, delivers us unto the death of Jesus so that we can experience His will, which is death working in us, so that we might, through Him, reach to others. Only death working in us reaches to others. And those who are full of the Holy Spirit will be found experiencing this truth. Full of the Holy Spirit comes initially with speaking in other tongues. And maybe we need to teach on that because there's a lot of confusion on that. But God's answers are right in the Bible. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning?